What's happening, everybody? Christian Pedersen joined by Dan Dickow back for another episode of the Gonzaga Nation podcast. Thank you very much for tuning in. If you are brand new, we talk all things WCC once a week, but we do it through a Gonzaga lens. Here is Dan Dickow. He's one of the school's all-time greats. You can see he's, he's got his photo up behind me. Like <laughs> I don't have my photo up behind me. Uh, Dan, we got some recent news about Gonzaga filling out what seems to be the final spot of the recruiting piece. They got another recent commitment. You got a little bit of a reaction and analysis that you were going to bring to that. And then we're going to talk about some just wider picture of recruiting a little bit later on in the episode. Let's start though with the Gonzaga news. Tell the people what's happening. Yeah, they got a commitment just this morning. It being Monday, what is it? September 25th. So pretty late in the game. Um, we saw this happen a couple of years ago where Gonzaga finally was able to get Gino Crandall uh, into school as a grad transfer. And so he showed up uh, a couple of weeks late after school started. I imagine this is a similar uh, setup where uh, he should be getting over here. I would imagine any day uh, getting started with school work but uh yeah pavel stosic i believe is how you pronounce the last name uh, he's a serbian uh, he's been playing um over in spain uh zaragoza was the club team he's been play playing with most recently um he's an older freshman so he's 19 years old now he'll turn 20 in january uh he's big i, I he's a four-man he's six eight probably about two tennis um, I, I, I don't always get the kilograms to the poundage, uh, correct. You get the height by it by about 2.2. Give or okay. I remember 2.2, but I, I, I do know he's six, eight. So, uh, he's a four. He, you know, watched a few clips of him this morning after the news broke and, uh, he's a good player. Do I think he's going to break the rotation and play minutes right now as a freshman? I don't think so. I don't know. And, and I don't say that in a bad way, because when you look at it, you got Graham EK, um, you, you got Ben Gregg, uh, you got guys that are that are Anton Watson clearly is the starter at the four. You got guys that are that are ahead of him. So um, he'd have to prove a lot in a short amount of time. Um, so but when you watch the film, uh, you do see a good player. Um, you see someone who seems to have good footwork, seems to have good hands tax the rim uh you know he's he's active on the glass um you know so uh looks like a nice pickup for gonzaga but again um it's one of those things where you know you are excited but sometimes you have to temper those expectations because not every freshman is a rotational player nor should every freshman be a rotational player but i do like this pickup it definitely adds uh, depth in the front court, um, and it definitely continues that European flavor for for Gonzaga, which so many people thought was going to slow down uh, when Tommy Lloyd headed off to Tucson. Okay, so what I'm hearing is that you've checked out the footage and you're vouching for this kid's basketball bona fides. He's a good addition. They're not taking a flyer on a huge project here. This guy eventually at some point when he meshes either rotational-wise or just culture-wise will be a contributor. I would think so. I, I mean, but there's so many variables. Um, you know, you look a couple of years ago, um, Martinez Arlaskis came from from Lithuania, barely highly rated. Uh, he just couldn't find a niche, um, couldn't find a, a, a place in the rotation. Uh, now, I don't think he was a bad player, but I don't think he was a great player either. Um, he found a, a better opportunity heading back to, to play pro in Lithuania. Uh, and I'm not saying that's going to be Pavel 
uh, Stosich. It's just that's kind of somehow sometimes how things work. What I'm seeing well, what, is what you're is saying that, is that for Mark Few having, like you said, international flavor, it's not a lock. That none of these kids are guaranteed they're going to come here and match the projection, much like a lot of the high school kids in in, in America. Yeah, it's. I mean, yeah. Look, I mean, there are certain guys when they step on campus, you know, they're they're a lock to be a pro. Like the first time I saw Demontis Sabonis at practice as a freshman, even though he wasn't a starter, I was like, he's a pro. And lo and behold, he's a he's an all NBA all-star type player. Chet Holmgren, same type of deal. You know, the problem is now is everybody, fans included, want production right away. And people will look at a roster and be like, oh, we got seven, eight NBA guys or potential NBA guys on the roster. Slow down. Even the best Duke, North Carolina, Kentucky, um, Kansas teams, they don't have eight NBA players. You know, Gonzaga has been blessed with a lot of really good players uh, in recent years where they've had rosters where there's been two, three, maybe even potentially four NBA players on a roster at a time. Um, but, you know, for people to have crazy high expectations uh, of, of, of a freshman uh, is outlandish many times. What I see on film is a good player who um, has a chance um, to improve and crack the rotation down the road. I just, I don't know. Uh, I would love to say he's going to be, he's going to play minutes this year. Um, but when you look at all things, not going to be, it's hard to, to pinpoint a freshman breaking out, breaking into the rotation above EK Watson, Ben Gregg, Braden Huff, who was here a year ago, who's, who's shown a tremendous amount of, of improvement. Um, but all that said, I do like this young player's skill set. I think he's a, he's a positive addition to the program. As a nice fallback, he, if you're going to fill that spot with somebody, it might as well be a player like him. Yeah, he's, he's an older player. He'll, like I said, he'll turn 20 as a freshman. Uh, I believe in January is is what it, when his birthday is. So, um, you know, I think it's a great uh, pickup for Gonzaga. And it certainly seems like while a lot of college basketball for a while rushed into the fad being, let's start a bunch of freshmen, let's get them all, you know, the hype one and done culture. It seemed like Gonzaga never really bought into that. That seems like that really has never been coach fuse MO of like rushing a dude out there. If he's not, like you said, one of those bonafide steps on the court, Yeah, you know, like he's got the ish. Well, part of it is because when you go back 25 years, when the, this, uh, you know, run started, you were getting guys from the Northwest that were undervalued. Um, and then gradually you've been able to expand your recruiting footprint to internationally, to across the country. Um, and then to some of the, you know, high, high level guys like your McDonald's all American type players. Um, but, you know, even the Kansas and Kentuckys and the Dukes that have been recruiting those kind of guys for years, They've got they they've got to make sure they take the right guys that fit the culture, and that also um, you know are able to you know provide uh, production from day one. It is a lot harder um, than most people think to provide production from day one as a as a freshman at the college level. I mean that's where you know Jalen Suggs and and a and a Chet Holmgren. I mean, yeah, these guys were five stars, but you look at Hunter Salas. And Nolan Hickman were five stars as well. Nolan Hickman didn't start as a freshman. He had a really nice sophomore year. I think he's poised to have a tremendous junior year. But Hunter Salas really couldn't get off the bench much 
for two years. That second year uh, before he transferred to Wake Forest in the offseason, he had some stretches, but by no means was was he that guy that people had said, oh, he's a possible one and done. That shows you the level of differences between many of these, quote, five stars and these projected uh, high-level All-American type high school players um, in regards to you know, just how good you have to be. Because Suggs and Holmgren were clearly gone the day they stepped on campus. Yeah, and I think, apologies for interrupting there, I think it also just shows that there's clearly a gap between the top level of high school and the top level of college. And, like, it takes an adjustment, and no amount of putting stars on paper can can make that adjustment for that player. And sometimes the dude was a really good high school basketball player. He's a run-of-the-mill college player, and he's not a pro. Like, that's just the trajectory, unfortunately, that some players – receive those high rankings because every year someone's got to be ranked there uh, in terms of the top of their class. So yeah, it, it is, I think a testament to Mark view and the coaching staff that they have used it at times. Like they've not been anti-freshman, but that they haven't oversold the house on bringing in freshmen just for the sake of we're going to play. Yeah. And we'll, we'll, you know, suffer something like we we've talked a couple of podcasts in a row, how 25 wins has become the, you know, the norm that gets Gonzaga fans to level that doesn't even get a rise out of them. So it certainly is nice to see that they found that balance. And you think that this is an additional spot. We've talked a ton of Gonzaga of just recruiting and of, of, of all the successes that they've had all offseason. We haven't really touched a ton on the rest of the WCC recruiting wise, but it also seems like that kind of to me is an indicator that nobody else else in the WCC has like landed a whale right now that uh, there was some movement in the transfer portal and certainly some teams taking some pieces. They're like, all right, that'll be kind of interesting. But I I didn't get the sense from you or when we're talking with Cole Forsman, our staff writer, um, that there was any team that had really like loaded up an incoming freshman class or something like that, that was going to potentially challenge Gonzaga. Am I wrong? Yeah, I don't think anybody's, you know, landed a, a, a crazy um, impactful freshman outside uh, of Gonzaga, which you've, talked about it extensively i do think though that um you know san francisco has done a tremendous job in the transfer portal i think lmu's done a nice job in the transfer portal um and then you know st mary's did a nice job in the retention portal by you know uh having dukas come back i think that's a bigger um you know impactful decision than a lot of people are going to give him and st mary's credit for I like that. I haven't heard that term yet. The retention portal, the plane of a rubber. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, I think there's three buckets. It's the freshman portal. It's the transfer portal and it's the retention portal. Well, and we've talked with some of those different coaches. You mentioned USF and LMU. We've had those coaches on and they, yeah, like they are happy with the pieces that they are getting. So I wasn't trying to frame that as like the rest of the WCC is just a barren wasteland of talentless nothingness, but just was, you know, like we said, there's nothing it seems out there that Gonzaga fans from a 30,000 foot view have to necessarily be like, there's going to be a couple of years where this team's on the rise. We're going to be worried about them. So it seems like Gonzaga, once again, we can dub them as having won the offseason. I think so. I mean, you get you get Graham E.K., uh, Ryan Demhart and Steel Ventures in the transfer portal. I think you're doing pretty well. Yeah, I'm excited about Steele and because, you know, we've had him on the show and I'm always, you know, good friend of anybody on the show. But we, I feel like we have talked about him in absentia, just in this, you know, he, here's how he's hypothetically going to contribute for longer than almost any other player 
in our production run that we've done in a couple of years here. Cause he came, you know, he committed right after the season and or right toward the end of the season. It's just been so like, I'm pumped to see him in a Gonzaga uniform. Um, as we close out, is there any of these new guys that you have as your main, or I'm just assuming you're stoked to be back in the facility more uh, frequently and getting to be around Gonzaga basketball more this season? Well, today I believe is the first day of true practice. I mean, you've had small workouts, uh, individually small group workouts, but uh, I think today, if I'm not mistaken, is the first real practice where everybody's together. Uh, I'd have to check the NCAA calendar on that, but I think it is today. Uh, so I'll be getting down there probably either later this week or, or next week uh, to to get my eyes on the squad, but also get ready for you know my coverage of craziness in the kennel for for the TV side as well as kind of share some stuff with uh, Cole Forsman, who's doing a great job on the journalist side for, for us. So uh, apologies for not prepping. Not, you know, we mediocre show prep on everything that happens after the 15 minute mark in these episodes, uh, because I'd like to just things come to my mind. What is the split for you when you go to the facility in terms of like, are you a hundred percent journalist mode? Are you 80, 20 journalist to alumni? Are you 50? Like, how do you, split up your time and persona when you are actually around the team? I'm just, I'm just an observer. Um, you know, I stay sitting on the sidelines. Uh, I don't go, um, you know, asking questions of, the, of guys when I'm there, you know, coach few and, and some of the assistants come over and chat for a few minutes. You know, I, I'm mindful. I'm respectful of, of the fact that I'm in their space. Um, they're running practice. So, you know, I, I don't ask too many questions. Um, you, you know, I just kind of, I'm there to observe. Um, yes, I am a journalist. Um, but, and I have a, a few opportunities to be on the inside to watch practice and some different things on occasion, but I, I do my best not to, uh, you know, cross that line of, of sharing what is, uh, essential to a, a privacy of a team, but I guess that's a good way to put it. I feel like I'm obligated as your uh, younger, more millennial producer to say, hey, Dan, we need you if you're there to get some funny content, to get some stuff with the guys, to interact a little bit. Yeah, more. I don't know. That, that one's probably not going to happen. But Well, so I was going to say, so maybe over the course of the season, I can wear you down and eventually we can get you to do something funny and or engaging for social media clicks. Um, we'll put that on the uh, the general to-do plan of where so, away. So you're going to you're gonna use the term clicks, especially after the Oregon coach said <laughs> about Colorado, we're here to win clicks, or we're here to win games, not to win clicks. Yeah, no, the team is here to win games, Dan, but Gonzaga Nation as an entity is here to win clicks. That is that is our game. That is that okay, well, is well, I butchered that uh that paraphrasing of what the Oregon coach said, but you got my gist. Hey, listen, the Oregon coach, and this is us skewing into Pac 12 football. So apologies to all the audience, but he called it right before he said in the offseason, like, what has Colorado ever won? And then for him to pile it on like that, I was like, it's kind of fun. You see that sometimes. And I'm sure Gonzaga has had some of those wins over the years uh, against some different opponents. Dan, appreciate your time. Is there anything else Gonzaga related? You've talked about recruiting. We've talked about they're back on campus. Practice is back in. It seems like things are full tilt, full go. You've mentioned people should check out all the stuff that you and Cole Forsman are coming out with at the website. You can also search and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts by uh, with just by searching Gonzaga Nation. Follow us on social media at Fan Nation Zags. I would like to blame, blame the teleprompter on all of that, but I don't have a teleprompter and I'm just apologizing now now to my boss 
or messing up the social pitch. Dan, anything before we say bye? Not really. You covered it all. All right, man. Go Zags. Talk to you guys soon.